Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Bro History. It's Henry Zamoda, Danny Abdeljabar. What's going on, brother? Chilling as per usual, man. I hope you're feeling better. I am. I'm feeling much better. I appreciate you asking. And we have some very, very big news. Some very big, groundbreaking news uh, that that came from the VP. Apparently, Iran did 9/11. It's confirmed. Yeah, Iran did. Iran did nine eleven. Who would have known? I I, I thought the uh, I thought it was Al Qaeda, but I, definitely Iran. I, I thought it was Al Qaeda as well, but I guess it was. No, you know what? All Muslims are just the same. You know, <laughs> Al Qaeda, Iran, tomato, tomato, Sunni Shiite, all that Sunni shit, Shiite. Oh, what's that? Whatever. It's all just radical Islam. Oh, carpet bomb. Oh, oh. <laughs> like that's, that's it's just uh, all brown people. You know, like all of us suck. You know, it's it's um it, it was quite funny. He he blamed. He blamed uh, nine, uh, Iran and Hezbollah for knowing about the events that were going to take place to bring down the two the twin towers. Wow, you know, who would have who would have known that Mike Pence uh, was so uh, retarded? All right, so um, we have so much to get. We have so much to get to today. Um, you know, what's really interesting about our last episode, if you guys listened, is that. You know, we were kind of laying out the groundwork, I guess, for this episode on un- un- unintentionally. Um, we were mainly, I mean, we were mainly speaking about the embassy attack and what led to it. You know, what we thought the what we thought the um, the U.S. response would be to the I to the um, you know the, the the protests or the riots at the U.S. embassy uh, past the green zone in Baghdad, and you know we were talking about you know what will be the gap you know the the uh, Archduke Ferdinand moment that will kick off a war, and you know we kind of settled and 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 uh, you know my my take was like I think that things will be kind of like heightened low escalation stuff to be continued. About maybe two minutes afterwards, as soon as we stopped recording the podcast, and I'm talking it's like simultaneously, like when you're like, all right, peace, brother, good night, St- that that happened. Cue um, exit music. <laughs> yeah, cue yeah. exit music. As soon as I, I look at my phone and then it's like, then all of a sudden, oh, Soleimani got killed. I call him and I'm and I call him Salami because I whenever I text his name I don't know I don't feel like spelling his name out so, so we're gonna I just be calling call, him Salami. We're calling him. We, we know his name is not Salami, but we just call him Salami because we just got into a habit of it. Um, the the Kutz Force commander who was killed in the airstrike. Um, but yeah, I was uh, being lazy. I was on the toilet and I was like, Danny. Uh, I was just like, do I want to? I can't spell I can't spell his name on my own. I'm gonna have to look at it, and I know there's no autocorrect for it. 
So I'm just going to call him Salami, and I know that Danny will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so we call him Salami. Um, but damn, wow, what a what a series of events that happened over the past week. What a crazy series of events. And honestly, dude, props to you for having the foresight to be like, yo, let's record on Wednesday and not Tuesday because there's way too much shit going down, and I don't want to, like like lose out on shit as a matter of fact i should probably like leave the tv on while we're recording this just in case some shit goes down uh because holy shit uh salami was killed and then jesus if we would have recorded yesterday we probably would have missed the even bigger news which was the response uh which we will cover today uh, and that was the uh ballistic missile strike from iran into two air bases in iraq uh, which houses u.s and iraqi forces yeah, we we it probably would have happened. It, it would have happened while we were recording, and a lot of times we're not looking at news simultaneously. So we would we would have we would have missed that as well. And a lot of people, um, as you know, or other podcasters complain about this as well. When you're recording in advance, uh, we we typically have a one. You know what's funny about it though is that it was a same day. It was a next day release anyway. We finished. We wrapped up recording that podcast at like what 9 30 or so it was earlier than it was earlier than we usually do we usually wrap these up around 11 or 12 at night and we wrapped it up early and um you know we we missed out but you know not to say that you know we're i, I don't like complaining about this because i don't we don't let, want escalation you know you know what i mean like we're not seeking escalation or anything like that but obviously we want to deliver a show that is um, you know, completely is caught up as much as possible and is not moving, is not missing large chunks of context when we're talking about current events. Yeah, as we're not, we're not fucking CNN. We're not on, on, on 24-7, so we yeah. can't, like, you just can't. <laughs> but um, it, it, so a lot has happened where it's even hard to, to, to figure out where to, to start. Um, Danny, I'm going to pass the baton over to you because I, I, I know that you kind of wanted to break it down um not going not leading up to the events but you wanted to break it down um reverse in reverse really. that's right. yeah that's right and and you know what shout out danny sherson uh who's been on the show for a while you know he's a former uh army major and also you know writer for many uh different publications online um he wrote a dope article uh that by the way was also uh, uh, came out too early because he didn't have, you know, the the attack on the air bases hadn't happened yet. And he starts off by saying, since I don't know what's going to happen, I'm just going to write this anyway. Uh, so I'm going to help you out, Danny. And I'm going to tie in that last piece that just happened. But I kind of want to run through it the way that he did, because I think it makes the most sense. You know, uh, oftentimes when we do this show and when anyone talks about, you know, the history behind the current events, you know, they start at some far flung you know, point in the past, right? Like we could start in 1952 and shit like that. You know, uh, uh, we can talk about fucking CIA and, and like overthrowing the government in Iran and all this other shit. But like, y'all don't care about that right now. You guys care about what's happening right now. So I'm going to start with right now. I'm going to go backwards. And another thing, another thing is when you start out history, it's, you can pick a convenient place to start. Exactly. That, that, um, that, um, 
supports the narrative that you're trying to push. So when talking about Iraq and, you know, Iran and the USA, you can pick a convenient time to be like, well, Iran just supplemented. They subvert U.S. interests in the Middle East. They inspire protest. They're just crazy. Depending on what event you want to start with, you know, it could it could it could swing in either direction. And the point, though, that Danny makes in this article that I think was really poignant is that, like, all right, first of all, we're not I just want to make this clear. We're not like saying that we support Iran or any of the actions they did. But at the same time, we're not saying that fucking the U.S. is like this, you know, innocent uh, uh, actor in this in this whole game. This has been a tit for tat for a really fucking long time. And while I abhor and denounce the attacks on those air bases, uh, I think I'm not surprised, you know, because this has just been going on for a really long time. And it's a tit for tat, a quid pro quo, if you will. Uh, of of like escalations that have been going on for years and years and years so let's start with you know the the attack um you know we can talk about the specifics of the attack in a little while but let's talk that talk through that history so we're here today iran used ballistic missiles to strike those two air bases that was um al-assad air base and uh Airbill. um and why did they do that well because we killed salami a couple days ago you know um and why did we kill Salami? Well, he was a bad guy, but also because uh, Iranian-backed militias had attacked the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. Well, let me add some context to that. So why did they kill Salami? Uh, you actually have that in your notes. So <laughs> I was about that. Um, so, but let me let me add some context into that. Why why did they why did they kill Salomani or Salami or you know the guy who looks like he is the meanest deli owner in the entire world? Um, I mean, there really wasn't a good reason that was given. Um, the reason given that he was a terrorist that was pretty much it. That's what all of my right wing friends on Twitter and Facebook, mainly on Facebook, because most of my people who I follow on 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 Twitter are, are like not um, a little bit more nuanced, maybe stup- super dumb. Um, more people on Facebook that are I'm friends with are super dumb, and they are like, "You're either with the U.S. or against or with Iran when it comes to this. You support terrorism and radical Islam." It's the only thing that I hear from right wing Facebook. It's really, it's really, really ridiculous. And I was watching Fox News. And because um, Fox News is the main mainstream source of news I watch because I like watching Tucker and Tucker had a good take on this. He was like, why are we doing this? This is really, really dumb. He, he's he does not. Um, sorry for the sirens in the background, but we can't really help it. And I don't feel like cutting this out. So um, I, I hear Dan Bongino on. You know who Dan Bongino is no, on Fox News? No. So he's basically a he's a conservative he's a conservative italian from staten island who used to be in the secret service and was a cop you know and he knows everything you know these liberals they want everything for free you know you know the democrats they are a socialist party like that's that's his whole uh that that's that's his argument for every single um radio show that he has or every single time he shows like the democrats let's let's just face it the deep state and then he goes on like the deep state is you know 
they're at the Trump. The deep state and the Democrats are colluding. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's this guy is such a buffoon. And I, he has a segment. He's like, you're either with the, the USA or you're with Iran. The lefties, they want to be with Iran. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Christ, I love bashing on lefties as much as the next person, like social justice warrior lefties, as most as 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 much as the next person. However, dude, I also love bashing on really, really stupid conservatives. And it's just it was just everything on Fox News besides Tucker Carlson, um, who always, um, who I don't know how he gets away with 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 giving so much dis- dissent on that network, um, just had it completely and terribly wrong. But uh, yeah, narrative is is that this guy is a te- the ultimate worst terrorist in the world. He is worse than Bin Laden. You know, even guys who I listen for sport listen to for sports who are you know obviously probably more conservative. You know, they had to put their two their two cents in for on this story, and they were all talking about you know this guy was a terrorist. Obviously, dude, you don't you never heard of this guy before today. You didn't, you never knew you never knew who Solomon was before. You can't even spell before. his name. <laughs> you can't. I mean, I can't spell his name. At least I know his name, and I know who he is. I know I know what the Coots Force is. I know what his role has been in the right. We know in, he's in a Iran, bad guy. Yeah, and I know yeah. I know I. Know know his role at his what his role has been in iran syria and iraq i know what he is i know what he does and i know i know a thing or two about his history no did and i know what the coup force is and what they do and and, and how the, he is actually popular in a lot of these countries because he mainly was fighting isis and a lot of salafist extremist groups prior to his his ultimate death was he a was he a badass kind of like enforcer who served in the Iran Iraq war? Who was a hard ass who put down dissent? Yeah, absolutely. That all that entire government is filled with those types of guys, those badass guys who were basically in World War in the World War One version of the in, or the Middle East version of World War One, where they were using gas and machine guns and human waves and throwing and, and death to the last child type of scenario yeah he was a veteran of that war however um um he was also a big fighter of a lot of the extremist groups that uh we that really do deserve uh to be condemned and um it's just funny that this guy is also a representative of of a sovereign state uh, of iran he is a general of in, in iran in the iranian revolutionary guard um, he's not a stateless <laughs> jihadist uh, terrorist, which what the narrative was trying to point out what he was. Well, I mean, and, to, to add some context to that, you know, I guess terrorism, terrorist, the, the term for that is pretty broad because, you know, we've named the IRGC uh, and specifically Soleimani. Uh, we've declared them a terrorist as well, of like, what, 2005? It, 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 here's here's like that, the thing. Know? It was recently we named the IRGC, a ter- the yeah. Iranian Revolutionary Guard, a terrorist group this year um, during the Netanyahu's election, if, if you can recall. It was right, like right, Netanyahu right, right, bragged right. about mm-hmm. it. He was like, mm-hmm. look what I can get him to do. Um, so it, it's... Yeah, if you want to use the more broad term of terrorism of just terrorizing a civilian population for just just, just to cause terror for you know whatever movement, then there's no way to use the word terrorism without using the without also 
um, indicting the United States as a terrorist group as well, because the, the United States does that as well. The United States bombs people and kills civilians. Um, they've killed way more civilians, way, way more civilians than um, than Iran has right. since and, the and, Iraq war. Yeah, and like, to be clear, we're not apologizing for this guy, right? Like he's we're a not fucking we're not a, terrible we're not, I'm not, human I'm not, being, apo- you know? I'm not apologizing for this, but I'm not, I'm not also, I'm not going through like the whole thing of like, you know, just well, like you sure. I'm not like going to apologize for being real. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to like backstep and be like, listen, I just want to make you sure, make sure you guys know that I'm not like a supporter of Iran. Of course, we're not fucking supporters of Iran, of Iran. Look where we live. Obviously, we don't want to live there. You know, we're not, I, we're not, we're not, we don't want to join the Supreme Islamic Council or, you know, work on ha- behalf of the Dawa party of Iraq. No, we're not. We don't have any interest in supporting those groups at all or would ever want to live under those groups at all. This guy was a was a mean old Iranian general and that's what his job was to do. That's how he served his state. But was he a jihadist? Was he a jihadist? No, he wasn't a jihadist. He was a he was an army general who 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 commanded a green beret style kind of special force in the Middle East that trained militias to fight. And what's important to note with with Salamani or Salami, let's call him Salami. Let's let it's important to note is that we're going to get through this. But when you look at that dynamic of when the United States uh, basically removed the the Sunni army in t- uh, in 2003 in just a couple of weeks um, when there had to be a Shiite army that was put in place they were largely untrained and um, th- guys like this from Iran uh, Shiites who with military experience were necessary for these countries to defend themselves from Sunni insurgencies so in that case he's looked as a he- he's very popular in Iraq he's very popular in Syria as well because he helped liberate a lot of key cities in in the Syrian war. So and and when when I say liberate liberate them from ISIS. So this guy this guy has been on the side of the United States um, or indirectly, allegedly that is, indirectly yeah. that is for we a lot of We talked about it. this so, last last episode So yeah, like, yeah, 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 sure. He's not a great guy, but none well, of I mean, these strong men in, in the Middle itself, East are great. But what I think is important, that in and of itself like him being a quote terrorist isn't wasn't cause enough to like kill him, right? Cuz there are plenty of fucking terrorists, right? That we still haven't there, killed, there's, right? There's plenty there's of like, bad world leaders in this yeah, there's, world. There's <laughs> plenty of fucking people, right? So that wasn't the reason. The reason that we killed him evidently was that we had intelligence, quote unquote, uh, to suggest that he was planning an attack on US uh, uh, forces and diplomats in the region. Now, that doesn't necessarily come up as just like, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we had intelligence. Go ahead and kill him. Because, like, literally, there was no, like, no one's given us any proof. And we might not ever see any concrete proof about it. And what, what I found really fucking interesting, kind of a little bit triggering, uh, was White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham had recently said that it's, un, quote, unfortunate that we don't believe the intel that Salami was plotting an attack on the U.S. Bitch, please. Did you not just forget that uh, not a couple of weeks ago we got access to the Afghanistan papers that pretty significantly proved that the United States 
abuses or bends the truth to its will so that we can get into foreign intervention. Like, we're coming on the heels of that shit, and you have the fucking balls to say that it's unfortunate that we don't fully believe you, that we don't blindly believe you? Fucking crazy. You're you're crazy. Well, like, it, it, it's, it, it's triggering in that respect because it's like, of course people aren't going to blindly believe this. We want a very serious and very clear reason why we should get into a, uh, uh, like an entanglement with a country who has the propensity to make our fucking life shitty. You know, like it would be a terrible thing to go to war with Iran. We've discussed this over many, many, many episodes. But, okay, so let's pretend you're right. You Have know you what? seen the movie Scarface? Of course. You know the part where... where um Tony goes down to Bolivia to meet with Sosa. Okay. And they throw Omar, the guy he's, who he's with, out. Sosa throws him outside the helicopter and says that he's an informant, and then mm-hmm. he hangs him. Remember that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, like I like you, Tony, but I can't say it for the same for the rest of your organization. <laughs> um, you know that. So when he comes back and he tells when he tells um, Frank that he. Um, that you know what what exactly happened uh-huh. and then frank was just like like omar was a stoolie because sosa said so he's like you want me to believe that omar was a stoolie because sosa said so exactly so it's you like want me that's the exact that... same re- the, the, the <laughs> yeah, exact it's... same response exactly it's like do you want me to believe that soleimani was planning on a ta- an attack on a u.s embassy because the intelligence what? agency the said, so? said so. Okay. They said a lot of weird things in the past. Yeah. They once said that Saddam Hussein had a clandestine nuclear weapons program, and that didn't happen. So what else have they lied about? So when you have a long track record, it's like when you have a long track record, if let's if you're dating uh, let's just if you're dating somebody, either a, a girl or a guy or whatever, if you're in a relationship with somebody who is unfaithful and is mm-hmm. who is unfaithful, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Many times <laughs> fool, in a row, fool me twice, many times me in a row, <laughs> and you know your partner, their phone goes off um, at, for like two days while they're in Las Vegas. And they're gonna, you're gonna be like, you want me to believe that you lost your phone charger <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, you want me to believe Omar was a stolen because Sosa said so. You bought that line. Maybe I made a mistake sending you down there. Maybe you and Sosa know something I don't know. But it is imperative to question these things. Right. It makes no sense that they were planning on doing another attack. The guy, Soleimani, a.k.a. Salami, Salami was coming back from Saudi Arabia because we said this in our last episode. We were were talking about this. They were planning out. They were talking about peace. They're trying to ease out tensions between Saudi Arabia and Iran, but we didn't even know this wasn't. This is before we even know this last episode. Yeah, but okay. But what's super ironic about this, though, like okay, so we 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 question the the intelligence agencies, right? But what's ironic about this is that Stephanie Grisham is the press secretary for the current administration, for the Trump administration, 
and not even Trump believes the fucking intelligence agencies uh, half the time. I mean, like you can think about the many times that he's done this. He refused to accept that Russia interfered in the 2016 election. I don't believe that. All right, all right, that's 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 fucking bullshit. He (laughs) he accused the FBI of spying on his campaign. He lobbed uh, countless attacks against uh, senior FBI and Justice Department officials, including Comey and, and Andrew McCabe and all these other people. He compared the U.S. intelligence agents, uh, like community, to Nazi Germany uh, during uh, like uh, um, a bilateral summit with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki. Do you remember this back in 2018? And no one, he was right about that. They are a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot similar. But with the like, he was right about that. I mean, he was right about that. The point, believe it or not, dude. The point though is that he doesn't believe the the intelligence agencies. Why the fuck should we? You know. Like, why should we blindly trust that, yeah, maybe he was planning an attack and that's why it, that was reason enough to go out and kill him and, and, and start this conflict, you know? It's ironic, dude. Like, you can fall on either side of whether you believe those things or not. The point, though, is that this is the mouthpiece of his administration saying that it's unfortunate that we don't believe the things that he doesn't believe. So I want to also before stupid. we get into before we get into this um, even further, I also want to take a moment to shit on the left a little bit as well. Okay. Yeah, let's do um, it. Because you know, I, I believe shitting on the right and shitting on the left simultaneously is a good way to, to do the podcast. Sh- by, right? Bipartisan shitting. Be, being pi- bipartisan shit. Be, being bipartisanship. Bipartisan um, shit. <laughs> be, we're being being part bipartisanship is a new name of this show. So. Um, yeah, so the mainstream right wing narrative is really, really dumb. Um, <laughs> but the left wing narrative now you're, you, we're seeing resistance from the left, which yeah, uh, which is are. correct, which is correct. You are seeing it, and but I've been seeing some really dumb hashtags on Twitter. <laughs> so one of it is that he's doing this as a distraction because of the impeachment. Yeah. I'm hearing that too. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. You dummy. So Donald Trump is going to actually distract people from an issue that's giving him more popularity with his base to, <laughs> to dive into an issue that's going to garner him less popularity with his hardcore base. Are you kidding me? Is he that stupid? Do you think, how stupid do you think he is? Like, all right, I don't think Donald Trump is a fucking rocket scientist. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that he probably had the grades to get in the U-Pen either, but I don't think, give him enough credit. He's not completely brain dead. Well, he, listen, wouldn't judge, he wouldn't be president if he was that stupid. Yeah. Why would he do that? Why? It is not that. You're well, comparing it too much to the Clinton impeachment case when he bombed Iraq. I understand yep. the, the, the parallels there, but no, he did not bomb salami because he was trying to distract people from impeachment if anyway anything it would be reversed you know he'd want to get people focused on impeachment to get people off his case about doing this thing that he should be impeached for but it's 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 so Hey, it's I mean, funny. he he invited this criticism on himself, like many, like no. in many ways. Listen, listen, hear hear me out. In 2015, <laughs> he did tweet when Obama was president. And he said, "I bet um, uh, Obama starts a war with Iran just to um, 
uh, excuse me, not 2015, 2011, he said, I bet uh, Obama starts a war with Iran just so he can get reelected. So he kind of invited that on himself because he's an idiot on Twitter. But I agree with you. I don't think he's stupid enough to say, hey, you know what's a good idea? Let's bomb, let's kill a fucking high-ranking general in Iran. That's a good idea. That will be great for the election. It's, and, and also... Another another thing is that you know I we are we are seeing resistance from you know the the mainstream left, but it's like a procedure thing. It's like it's like yes, Soleimani was evil, but you know you, they should have just filled me filled filled us in a little bit. We would have said yes. We would have said we, we you know we're down. <laughs> we're we're down with this type of stuff. Like Obama used to, Obama used to do it all the time. We would be cool. Well, come on, it's a cool presidents do. They just assassinate people. You know <laughs> this guy was even an American citizen you know Obama killed American citizens but like it's it's I digress too much but um both mainstream takes are um kind of uh well, I think they're devoid of, of like the historical context. That, that's really silly. the problem. And I think that's like a good segue back into what we were doing because yeah, right. it's totally devoid of like the historical context. I think they take it way too, you know, um their their scope is too small. Uh, okay, so where were we? We t- we said Iran bombs two air bases. Why did they do that? Because uh, America killed Salami. Why did we kill Salami? Because you know uh, the uh, Iranian backed militias had attacked the embassy in Baghdad. And so we talked about this last episode. You know why did uh, they attack the embassy? Well, because the U.S. killed. Uh, two dozen people uh, from that same uh, militia. The uh, um, Khatib Hezbollah. It wasn't Khus Force. It was a force. Yeah, it was, Khatib it, Hez- uh, Hezbollah. Right. Mm-hmm. Khatib Hezbollah, and it was it was it was a force that had connections with the Khuts Force. What the Khuts Force does is they go around and they make assets for Iran in the Middle East. Correct. So they train so up like militias. Lo- uh, it's like loosely affiliated, right? And then, so why why did why did they uh, why did the U.S. attack those that uh, Khatib al Hezbollah? Well, because Iran backed uh, um, that same militia, rocket attacked uh, a U.S. base in Iraq. And, and, and we don't even know that. We, we, we don't know that for no, sure. There's like, no right. evidence of that either. Yeah, but let's let's pretend it was right, right? So Iran, that same per, the uh, group, killed an American contractor in Iraq. Okay, well, why did they do that? Well, because the U.S. has been sending extra troops into Saudi Arabia, which is like Iran's enemy. And, you know, they sanctioned numerous illegal Israeli airstrikes on Iranian personnel in in Syria and in Iraq. Okay, well, why did we do that? Well, because Yemeni Houthi rebels, who are also loosely affiliated with Iran, they claimed, uh, you know, a responsibility for a drone attack on that Saudi oil infrastructure, which maybe was also Iran. Why did they do that? I actually, well, <laughs> I actually believe that that was Iran. Okay, well, fair, I, I, but I, I kind of, I, I kind of do believe that that was probably a, a combination of, of of Iran and Houthis. Yeah, well, quick aside, we, I think the, you know that 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 possibility is growing on me too, just because of the precision of the strike that they just did on on the uh, air bases and not killing anyone. Um, but that that I'll leave that for later when I talk about the actual ballistic missiles. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so where were we? Uh, why, why did uh, they bomb Saudi Arabian oil infrastructure? Well, because U.S.-backed Saudi coalitions had been terror bombing Yemeni civil, um, civilians who they were backing uh, and caused the world's worst man-made humanitarian crisis, right? Well, so why did uh, they do that? Well, because Iran shot down an American drone that was allegedly over American uh, international airspace. Well, what happened before that? Well, the Trump administration had labeled the IRGC, the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, uh, that so that Salami commanded. They they called we called them a foreign terrorist organization. For the first time in history, we said these guys are terrorists. Uh, well, why did we call them terrorists? Well, because Trump claimed that Iran was Benjamin was... Netanyahu had an election and <laughs> he needed some favors because he had some really bad st- he had he had some really sticky corruption charges. I don't think he was indicted yet, or was he indicted at this time? Yeah, no, he he was. He it was before. Yeah. Was it before or oh, was it no, after no, he was indicted? It was, that was he before. wasn't indicted yet, but this yeah, was, was in before. court. This was in court. So Benjamin Netanyahu, Donald Trump's very close friend and confidant. But <laughs> is under he was being he's, he's, right now he's being indicted for for corruption charges that are very serious. He was indicted. He was indicted, and it's um it, the charges are are taking money for uh for uh it's in regards to taking like political um champagne and cigars and money mm-hmm. um in exchange for slapping down, smacking down rival um, um, media outlets. Okay, but, but that's, the un- it, that's the unconfirmed one. The official position is that we labeled them a uh, terrorist because, you know, uh, because they're fucking terrorists, <laughs> apparently. Because, well, they because, fit the label because, all right, well, you know, they fit the label. Well, uh, it was because... Let's, 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 come on, hear, hear me out. Hear me out right here. Hear, hear me out right here. So, so let me tell you something about this. So <laughs> when um, you see the, the the Muslims, they they used to try to take the Christian cities. Um, like that's that's how a boomer would like start out. Look, let me tell you something. Constantinople. The, the people okay. get the Crusades all wrong. You know, it was the Muslims who were trying to take the 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 European cities because you know they couldn't build cities for themselves. Like, meanwhile, we're talking about a time where there weren't any nice European cities. Like, we're it's it's um no they 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 call them they call them terrorists because of political pressure um there's really no rhyme or reason for it yeah like because 
sure to make it to, to really really if you want to know the political game for that is because if you want to think about the long-term game is that you have your right to stay in iraq for as long as you want if you call the iranian revolutionary guard a terrorist group or really any others any war on terror, middle eastern, terror. any middle eastern country for that matter because um they have a presence there you, you know they are they, they have been invited into iraq and syria so invited the US is a is a very in, um Invited, they, 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 have, uh, they have invited into to, to fight to fight uh, Salafist extreme groups. Right. And th- what, what's important to take note is that the U.S. reserves the right to fight terror wherever they want. So even with with Iraq, Iraqi's parliament voting U.S. troops to leave, um, you know, which is the, another the, big piece of fucking news that happened in this last week. <laughs> yeah. The U.S. even with Iraq voting for the U.S. The U.S. troops to withdraw, um, the U. the U.S. will, you know, I think the U.S. will will leave troops there, with you know, under the justification that we reserve the right to fight terror wherever it is, and mm-hmm. the IRGC are terrorists, even against your will. Yeah, even um, against your will. Okay, so so we called the IRGC terrorists. Uh, what happened before that? Well, uh, Trump says that Iran was behind the attacks on the Saudi oil tankers. Um, we don't know that, but that's what Trump says, right? And then what happened before that? Well, Trump— The limpet you know, mines. <laughs> the limpet mines. The so, limpet mines ordeal. <laughs> we had a couple— po- yeah. We've had podcasts on all these events, so yeah, exactly. hopefully you, if you guys you are new to the show, you can, yeah. you can listen— You can. You can. We're just basically doing a like basically a yearly review in all the shows that we've <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah, so we did an entire episode on the limpet mine thing. Now— Again, I don't know. I doesn't the limpet mine thing didn't sound like it was. It was most likely Iran, mainly because the ship that was blown up or there was an explosion on was a Japanese ship. The Japanese prime that made minister port in China before there was it yeah. anywhere near Iran. Where when the fuck did they get the time to put the limpet mines on? Sorry, I get triggered by that shit. It's weird. And in the Japan, in Japan's prime minister was there. Um, um, yeah, he was there negotiating with Iran. Why the fuck would he blow up a Japanese ship? While just, it's just stupid. It's just it's, stupid. Yeah, and and after that, Japan buys a bunch of fucking F thirty five to to make the U S happy because they want to they want to smooth out relations with Iran because they you know they you know three percent of the oil that they purchase is off the market, which mm-hmm. is which is which is a lot because they have to make it up. So. Um, it didn't sound like there was any motivation behind it, nor was it physically possible for them to do it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not convinced. And the evidence that was used was this grainy, grainy picture of a hole. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was like you were looking at it. You were looking at like an old Star Trek episode. Yeah, it wasn't it was worse than that. It, yeah. It didn't. Yeah, it did not. Was did not show any clarity. It just showed a bunch of Iranian guys next to an Iranian ship. Coast Guard yeah. ship. Inspecting the hole, like yeah. they did it, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> like imagine, imagine if you like, if you see a bunch of robbers and they like smash open a window of a liquor store and they run out with like the cash register, and then you and then have the cops to walk come by. and you're and you're like, whoa, what the hell happened here? And the cops come and they're like, oh, we got an armed robbery, <laughs> and they throw you out. On the st- yeah. And I mean, there's probably a reality for some people in America, unfortunately, yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. it's it's um. It's, it, it's, it sounds, doesn't, I, I would bet that they didn't do it. 
Yeah. Maybe we're wrong. We could be it's wrong possible. about anything. It's to- totally possible. We could be wrong but about this everything. Is just, this is just context. Like we're, we're going backwards in time to show you like what were the events, right? And so what, whatever the case may be, Trump said that Iran did it. Well, what happened before that? Well, Trump pulled out of the Iran deal. And uh, to add to that, Bolton uh, reportedly ordered the Pentagon uh, to update their plans uh, on Iran to send 120,000 additional troops into the Persian Gulf, which... By the way, it sounds pretty fucking threatening if you're Iran, you know? That's a lot of troops. Well, what happened before that? Well, the Iranian troops and fr- and their friendly militias had been meddling in Syria to back President Assad, right? Because Assad didn't invite them to come and kill ISIS or whatever. Uh, but they were there, uh, and they were invited, um, and they were kind of a mutual enemy of isis uh with us they were they were the enemy of isis right. and in that and you know i'm sure everyone has listened to trump's speech on uh, his, that nonsense his, <laughs> his the nonsense speech that he just that that um came out of his lips it didn't sound like he believed anything he said no, he was dude, just he was like, like scouring the whole time it sounded like he wanted to go off script so badly but somebody had like put like an electric electrified butt plug up his ass and said if you go off this script i'm pushing the button like honestly he he, he, he alluded that america destroyed it 100 percent of isis yeah <laughs> yeah what the fuck did, did you hear that part mean? am yeah, i, I hearing like, things are incorrectly are about? you talking about what <laughs> Are you, are you talking about the Toyota car that was named Isis that no longer exists? Because that's true. Yeah, hundred percent of those are, don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, all right, the take credit for that is is unbelievable. It's like you know, it's, uh, it was also in the Kurds. You know, it was, uh, but it, 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 nothing to and do with Russia. Else. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> it wasn't like Russia, Hezbollah, Syria, the Syrian Arab Army, and Iran committed any forces to fighting ISIS and the, those the Salafist jihadists who are routinely chopping people's heads off in mass. But it's, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it was all America. Job's done here. We kill, we we killed we killed Baghdadi. We got him. We got <laughs> job him. Done. We got him, and now he's in the sea, right next to Bin Laden, rotting in Muslim hell, wherever that is. <laughs> like that. So, okay, yeah, so, so the seventeen right. virgins are StarCraft players in this version. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the the Iranian troops were forty virgins or 47, 17 virgins. I, I don't know some number of like basement dwellers. Forty two virgins. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I think of the right number? <laughs> number of basement dweller incels. <laughs> Those you are the virgins. Forty two incels. <laughs> you get forty two incels with really bad acne and who are mouth breathers. Some neck beards. Yeah. Who who love Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> carry their switches their, their their nintendo switches in very like social public places and and play like hey hey <laughs> you're going into the uncharted territory here, now man. you're talking about me <laughs> okay so uh so the the iranian troops were messing around in syria right so that was bad um then what why, what happened before that well iran uh argues that the u.s had indirectly backed al-qaeda uh, and elements in Syria, and because of its invasion of Iraq, they created the conditions that created ISIS in the first place. I have I have no comment on that. That's pretty accurate. Um, 
So uh, what happened before that? Well, Iran, um, let's see, according to, you know, Washington, uh, at least, uh, the Iran backed militias and provided technology to kill hundreds of U.S. troops in Iraq. Yeah, like evidently. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have to understand the history of the Iraq war. And if you've been listening to this show for a while now, you probably understand the, the the gist of it, like the the Iraq war in a nutshell. In March 2003, the U.S. allows a group of exiles from Iraq who are living in Iran to become the new government in Baghdad. These exiles were from an Islamist Shiite organization that took the side of Iran during the Iran-Iraq war. So the U.S. put a Shiite chauvinist government in charge, led by a Shiite strongman, but the United States was on the side of Iran during the Iraq war in 2003. They were on side of the Dawa party and the Supreme Islamic Council. Um, the U.S. and Iran, they supported the same Shiite militias during the Iraq war. The, the Shiite militias that were targeting U.S. trips were more nationalist, and they wanted Iran out of Iraq as well. And there's not enough proof. A lot there's a lot of evidence that mm-hmm. the armor piercing bombs they were made within Iraq. But what the U.S. does and what what the media did is that they basically blamed every single death of a Shiite, every single every single death of an American soldier from a Shiite was immediately credited to Iran. They're like, oh, if if, if any Shiite if, if any Shiite uh, kills an American soldier, then that means Iran did it. Right, it's the Iranian that, boogeyman theory. Yeah, so yeah. so it's basically like if if um you know any Catholic kills if any Catholic kills somebody in England, that means that Ireland did it. You know, like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds it, yeah. it's that ridiculous. But like that, I mean that same <clears throat> that justification will probably be used. You know, back in the seventies. Yeah, but it, it's yeah. It, it's not clear cut and the right. 600 number is um i don't know where that number comes from where they can attribute <laughs> yeah that well I, i'm just bringing up what the washington line is right so they, we're, we're again we're going back in time and talking about the tit for tat like you did this 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 and that that's just what the that's what they're saying right so i mean what happened before that Right. If this is true. Right. And the uh, Iranians were backing the militias to and helping them provide the technology to kill U.S. troops in Iraq. Well, what happened before that? Well, before that, the U.S. invaded both of Iran's main neighbors, Afghanistan and Iraq, and effectively surrounded their country with American military bases. Now, uh, and and, uh, I'm going to do the same thing that Danny does in this article. And he says, we could stop here. And we could say America was the primary aggressor. And see, this is the, like you pointed out in the beginning of this episode. This, this, this is where going forwards in time and starting at a particular point could make a case for either side, right? We could have started here and said that America is the aggressor. But I don't even think that's fair, right? You can keep going back, right? So what happened before that? So Iranians had, had been for many years chanting, you know, death to America, America's the great Satan, publicly burning our flag. Uh, at one point, a U.S. judge uh, had uh, blamed Iran for uh, the Kobar Tower bombing in 1996 that it, uh, had killed uh, some American servicemen. A bit of debate on who was actually responsible for that one, but 
uh, you know, I think no one disagrees that Iranians, at least some Iranians, are saying death to America, death to Israel. You know, we're the, the Kobar ta- the Kobar Towers is is completely. No one knows who that was yet. There's right. reports that it was Al Qaeda. There was reports that it was it was Hezbollah in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Those are the two culprits. Some say that they are working together. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth Porter has written a lot on that on the Kobar Tower, so I recommend you read his piece. But right. it is not clear cut who was responsible for the Kobar Towers. Mm-hmm. But we do know that there was misleading information from John Brennan right. to to whitewash any evidence that it was Al-Qaeda took any part of it because he wanted it squarely blamed on Hezbollah. Right. Well, I mean, all right. So if we take out the Kobar Towers and at the very least say that Iranians had been chanting death to America, we're this great Satan and burning our flags and shit like that. A part of the reason why they might have been doing that would have been because during the eight year uh, Iran-Iraq war, uh, which killed millions of people, uh, the U.S. Navy had basically waged an undeclared war in the Persian Gulf. That's the tanker war. Um, so we had been fighting them for a while. I mean, we well, we were uh, um, uh, basically flying our flags uh, um, to protect you know people in the region because you know nobody wants to take down an American ship, right? So you know that those are the tactics that we were using to to help bolster the other side against Iran. Um, well, what happened before that? Well, the uh, Iran had attacked Iraq uh, and its and its tankers, right? And it's also its Lebanese partner, Hezbollah, had taken several American hostages uh, um, uh, during that time. And well, what happened before that? Well, during the war uh, from 1980 to 88, um, Iraq started, you know, invading Iran, and the U.S. openly backed Saddam Hussein. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, and we granted them. I think the people listening to this show know that. <laughs> well, if if you're catching the episode for the first time, um, and you know, so we were backing Saddam Hussein at the time, and we gave them a billion dollars in economic aid and also other logistical support. And what Saddam ended up doing with that is he regularly used poison gas to attack uh, Iranian formations. And they were able to do that with U.S.-supplied satellite imagery and the money and technology to be able to do that. Well, what's, what's interesting about it is that the some say that the U.S. tried to convince him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a do you know that's an why? interesting theory. Well, we'll 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 play this same we'll play this game. The uh, the Iran Iraq war was mm-hmm. we just spoke about it earlier, right. and, and where a lot of these players in, in the Iranian government they're they're um, they are um, veterans of was a very brutal war, and basically you have one side which was a much smaller state Iraq supplied with the latest and greatest military technology right. of that time. And then Iran, they had the leftover stuff that Richard Nixon gave them, like the F-14 um, and, and weapons. And because stuff, yeah. because you, Richard Nixon loved Iran, mm-hmm. loved Iran. When, when, oh, I like you guys. Yeah. I, love, I love the Shah. God, oh. <laughs> oh, I never had a friend like the Shah in my life. I'll oh, raise the Shah. Oh. <laughs> oh, Ayatollah! Oh, oh, did Ayatollah ruined everything? Oh, um, but the United States was very hurt in 1979. Before, before the, the, the I mean, one of the main catalysts right. for the Iran Iraq War, why the U.S. supported Saddam Hussein, right. is because they wanted to get revenge. That's right on Iran, and what better way to do that? 
what way better way to do that would be to support strongman mustache to go invade <laughs> the southern part the southern part of the country the oil rich part of the country and cause a stalemate cause a stalemate i think it was donald rumsfeld who said this i'm don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure Donald Rumsfeld's also the same guy who, you know, that famous picture of him and Saddam Hussein are taking hands. Right. Um, Saddam Hussein was a was a uh, CIA enforcer prior to to his career as a politician. It was actually kind of like a dual thing. <laughs> um, he was like a he was a CIA enforcer, where the CIA would give him a list of leftists they didn't like, and they'd be like, "Hey, go." Case of Dom, take care of this for us. And he'd be like, or no, they'd just hand him a list and he'd, they'd be like, just give him the list. Don't even tell him what to do. And he's like, you just take the list. We're like, okay. What and he'd should just I do go and just hang it. He would just hang everyone on yeah. the list and he'd be like, you wanted me to probably kill, you wanted it obviously me, for me to kill these people, right? And the CIA is like, we can work with them. <laughs> that, that, um, Donald Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld, um, I, think he's, I think it was him who said, I wish they could both lose. Did you mention in your in your uh, going backwards your reverse timeline thing how the U.S. shot down and the U.S. pass at the uh, an Iranian passenger jet? No, I didn't get there, but uh, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. So in 1988, the United States shot down an Iranian passenger jet. Mm-hmm. They Killed said, uh, 290 people, and about over 30 of them were children. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of reasons why. This country does not like the United States of America. Right. Let's just just let's let's be, wrap this one up because when, when I you, think he, when you when you watch when you like there's this kind of like this goofy music video this Iranian music video of this guy who's like death to America. You ever see that video? Yeah, I think you, you, sent sh- it to you me. showed it to me actually. I showed it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like kind of funny. You know, it's it's honestly kind of it's so like slapstick and goofy like stupid, and like yeah, yeah. and like I the stuff that comes out of Iranian media is is about <laughs> like know, like that funny like years Pixar, in the past. like that funny yeah. Pixar video of like a little tiny midget sub taking down a U.S. carrier fleet that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's it's like bizarre. And listen, man, I'm not some fucking commie loser who doesn't like America. Um, the reason why we do this podcast is because we love America and we want to call out. Our governments when they when we think we're, they're doing things wrong. However, you know we we do have empathy and sympathy, and you know you can be empathetic to people from other countries. And even and, when someone says they don't like your government, you can be like, oh, I wonder why. Let's look at the history of that. Oh, looks like our government has been abusing these people really badly <laughs> for years. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're going to get even to more of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so you mentioned so, in '79, right? The the uh, Islamic uh, Revolution in Iran. You know, dozens of American embassy personnel were taken hostage, and that's for and held there for more than a year. And that's the fifty-two, um, the fifty-two people. That's that. 52 yeah, the number. fifty-two culture sites. Right. Yeah, that's, let's let's talk about that well, for a second. Yeah, well, yeah. We, let's let's do let's that because so. I'm going to forget about that. So Trump says that he's during this. You know, if he's like the world bomb fifty-two culture sites. Um, I can't do a Trump voice right now. We're gonna okay. We're gonna bomb. You know, if they do anything, if they retaliate uh, after we killed Salami, uh, we're going to attack 52 sites. And that's it, going to represent each of the 52 people that they held hostage back way back when. I don't know when. Somebody just told me about this today. Anyway, we're going to bomb 52 places, including cultural sites, because fuck those people. Dude, 
what the yeah. hell is the matter with you? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, what the hell yeah. Yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah. Do you know who does that? Who destroys culture sites? ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> you know what ISIS did when yeah. they ISIS was a fucking damn shame when they bomb, went to Pel, like, Pel, yeah. when they went when they went to Palmyra. Mm-hmm. Palmyra is an ancient Roman city, an ancient Roman city that was that was in Syria that was a center mm-hmm. for trade and had these wonderful castles and these arenas and and these ancient columns and, mm-hmm. and it was just a beautiful and historic landmark treasure. Babylonian shit in yeah. Iraq, you know. And, and, and I in Pel, Palmyra and I. ISIS, they started destroying these landmarks, like these cultures, these significant pieces of history. That's what destroying culture sites is. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to go destroy the tomb of Cyrus? You're going to go destroy the the Persian gardens? Like, you only... Destroying culture sites is when you're showing... You do that for two things. When you're... there's, There's two reasons why you would destroy culture sites. Either you want to completely just embarrass and humiliate the other people, so and 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 just kind of show hatred to, towards them, like in the case of like an ISIS, or if you're trying to completely, uh, yeah, I guess that's the main reason. The other one I was going to say, if you want to get obedience, and and mm-hmm. and like that's the type of thing that the ancient Assyrians would do to like a to Babylonia. They right. would go to Bab- the ancient Assyrians would go to Babylonia and they would take their idols and bury them or destroy their statues of gods. That's what the Romans did to the the Temple of Jerusalem during mm-hmm. the revolt of Judea. They destroyed the second right. temple of Jeru- Jeru- uh, Jerusalem. You do it when you want to ultimately want uh, embarrass and kind of humiliate a society. That That is... Such a terrible idea. And right. then he had a back, he backtracked it. He's like, I want to operate in the law. Like, but like, what, that's, what the fuck is the matter with you? I like obeying <laughs> like, what, the law. <laughs> dude, but, but, but destroy the culture sites? We're talking about ancient Persia. Like, there is a lot, there's many significant culture sites. We're, we're, talk, we're, we're talking about a civilization that's been there since. Yeah, we're not talking about like the fucking movie theaters in Tehran. Like, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about we're not talking about little the strip the the strip malls that were made in the sixties and seventies yeah. that were called Little America. Yeah. We're talking about fucking historic landmarks. Like, I, it's, it's, we're gonna blow up the ski resorts over there. I hear they have nice ski resorts in Iran. We're gonna like, we're gonna blow up the laser tag arena. <laughs> <laughs> Get him! <laughs> All your Maximum bowling pressure. alleys are gonna be rubble. Strike! <laughs> Iranian people rise up. <laughs> they could, but you destroy their laser tag, so they can't train for the resistance. Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> Um, you took out MEK headquarters. <laughs> what did you do? Oh no, my sky zone, my bouncy jump houses. <laughs> um, f- all right. So before that, uh, Iran, I, the Iranian Revolution. Obviously, you guys are familiar with it. That's when the United, when Iran stormed into into the embassy. They took a bunch of American embassy personnel as hostage. They were there for a year, um, but. You know, before that happened, the reason why is because there was a leader there called the Shah. The Shah was a brutal dictator. The Shah was pretty, basically a puppet 
government of the United States. And um, it was <coughs> largely seen as it was it was a resistance to him. Um, it was also the the people who sacked the embassy. They also wanted to find the evidence that the CIA participated in the coup to resi- to uh, remove Mohammed Mossadegh from power in 1953. And um, I mean, th- there was a reason why. The Iranians, you can you can take this back to 1953, really, or if you want to go back further than that. No, I think that's a really good that that's a that's a start. You know, when we elected the uh, uh, when when a you democratically really take, elected, you know, what, you you can you can take this back even further though. You know, if you if you really wanted to take it back, is you can go back to when the Iranian when uh, when Iran threw out the British. Um, because they nationalized our, their oil company, right? That was in fifty. Because the British, right? the mm-hmm. British went to the Americans and they're like, "You gotta help us!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta help us. <laughs> These crazy brown people—they threw—they threw us out of the country. Our oil is in there. <laughs> That's basically. And, and I think the U.S. at first they were like, "No, no." They went to they went to Truman first, and the Truman was like. The United States doesn't do that type of thing. We don't remove. <laughs> yeah, with the Harry We're not Truman. for regime change. We, we don't do that type of thing. And then they went to Eisenhower, and Eisenhower is like, "Sure, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do it." You know, I fought with I fought with you guys over in Britain in back in Normandy. You know, uh, my some of my pals. You know. Uh, Tell Field to Field uh, Field Marshal Montgomery uh, was a real asshole. Ha oh, ha, oh, you fucking Brits. Um, like I, something something like that. I think the United. The reason why they overthrew him is because a lot of it was through was due to British pressure because British the British oil company, um, the Anglo Oil Company, uh, which is now British Petroleum, was tossed <laughs> out. And if you want to go all the way back. All the way, All the the way back. back. If you you got to talk about the concession deal with Iran, um, with Britain. Mm-hmm. So you, so basically, we can even go back further. So yeah. Iran and Britain, they signed a concession deal that was very generous to the British. So basically, the British, they were they excavated and they searched for oil across Iran. That's when they stepped in it, right? <laughs> that's when they stepped in it. No, it's actually no, really Saudi fascinating. Arabia, right? William Darcy. It's actually kind of an, an interesting story. It, um, there was an oil company. They went out there. They couldn't find oil for a very long time. They called off the the project, and then they they found oil in like the last day when they called off. Like the guy, it, it was it was kind of a like a crazy miracle that they actually found oil or not miracle maybe the opposite of miracle that they found oil there however they found oil there and the the concession deal that was uh given to the british was that was very favorable and the the iranian it was still a, a you know a monarchy that was in power at the time they were called the 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 Kuja, the the Hujas, um I can't say their name right now because my voice is a little raspy but the Hujas, um they um they um were really really poor bad leaders that kind of signed away the, they're kind of like an like a like an African like a like a um, modern day African leader 
they they're just kind of like signs away the rights of their country or of like an Eastern European country who is just like a salesman who just like sign away the wealth of their country for for just to enrich themselves. It was like one of those types of situations. Um, but yeah, and and then before that, if you want to go, I the British were in desperate need of oil because they were in a big arms race with the Germans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was back in forty one. You know, in forty one. Uh, no, t- we're we're talking about this is way before um, forty one. Oh, you, you passed that. We're, well, well, we're, we're way past World well, War. Well, then if you World just War. just to jump a little bit forward, because in in forty one, Tehran declared neutrality in in that World War in World War Two, and then Russia and Britain Britain jointly invaded and occupied Iran to get oil. <laughs> so there was that. Well, they were supposed Russia and Britain were supposed to invade Iran um, as part of Sykes Picot. Mm-hmm. But they didn't because Russia went communist. That's right. So, so they, they, Britain wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to invade them alone. Like you know, they weren't able to to occupy Afghanistan. They wouldn't have been able to occupy Iran. So they needed Russia to invade the north when they invaded the south. So um, that didn't happen. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for the New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face Off launches... April 9th. So who knows how history would have turned out if Russia didn't, if that didn't, you know, that, that probably would have been. Fucking Karl Marx di- had to the, go the, and the, ruin everything. <laughs> I mean, who knows if the borders would have been worse or, or, or different or worse or, or whatever. But yeah, that's kind of like a reverse kind of history of the entire situation yeah, going so back like, from now. Hopefully what you learned in this is that like, We've been, the United States have been doing some bad shit. Iran has been doing some bad shit. We've been doing some bad shit to each other, right? Over and over and over and over again for many, many, many years. So, like, again, I want to underscore this again. I, 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 I can't say enough that the attacks on, the, on, on those air bases was a bad idea. However, I'm not surprised because of this rich history of this struggle going on for decades and we've made bad moves they've made bad moves and i'm not trying to do a false equivalency here but that's the context that you need to view this event in you have to understand that this goes back for a very very long time and there's reasons for all this none of this is is just just wildly flippant you know except for maybe killing salami um (laughs) but you know we shall see yeah well I think the most interesting the interesting things to take note is that now 
what do you think that response was from Iraq from Iran? Yeah, just kind of lobbing out because they intentionally were avoiding casualties. Yeah, let's talk about that. So let's talk about that strike. So that happened at five thirty p.m. our time. It was uh, ten plus ballistic missiles. Uh, I was watching it unfold too. It was like at first they thought it was rockets, and then they confirmed that it was ballistic missiles, and that's really important um, uh, because see. The difference between using rockets and and using ballistic missiles is range and like payload. If they were using rockets, it would have been impossible for them for Iran to have done it from Iran. Rockets wouldn't wouldn't reach. The range isn't long enough. Not to mention rockets just don't have they're smaller, they're lighter, they're very crude. They wouldn't have had the power to like do anything really. It's basically like shooting there's a giant airbase in in Iraq that we built up over the years. Like it's it wouldn't it wouldn't have done shit. The fact that they used ballistic missiles, however, does two things. One, it ensures that they can precision strike, right? I mean, this is satellite-guided. Like, they shoot a fucking rocket into space, low Earth orbit, and then it detaches, and then it falls down on its target at incredibly high speeds, which makes it really, really hard to shoot at the sky at that point. Um, But more importantly, they can guide it specifically to a target, and as you point out, you know, they were intentionally trying not to kill anyone. And I think that was probably a really good idea. Uh, because if they had killed even a single fucking person, holy shit. It, I think, be, I think what this war. was, I think what this was is because I think the U S wants war more than Iran. I think that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> the the U S wants war mm-hmm. more than Iran does. I think this was mainly them saving face politically mm-hmm. they they had to re, they had to do had some to do retaliation yeah. they had to do something they they know that there's still a line where they if they kill an american soldier yeah. if if an iranian missile kills an kills a um an american soldier then then you know there's that's when that's I mean, when uh that's when B-52s we hit that's when we start that's when over. we start attacking those those uh uh those surgical movie, strikes that's when we start attacking those movie theaters in tehran <laughs> you know how many you know, dumb like, <laughs> dumbasses keep on talking about fucking surgical strikes Seriously. in iran like all we have to do is just with a few stri- surgical strikes we'll be able to completely uh decapitate their nuclear ambitions <laughs> like I mean, what okay <laughs> now you know they put those things inside mountains right <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you see you see u.s technology is the best you see? All right. Huh. So, okay. The second thing, though, that's important about it being a ballistic missile, though, is that, I mean, Iran has been developing and putting a lot of money into their ballistic missiles over the last couple of years. As a matter of fact, since since the Trump administration started, they had tested uh, um, ballistic missiles 50 times. I mean, we, we bitch about fucking North Korea and their war against um, Atlantis shooting rockets into the ocean and, and shit like that. But Iran's been doing this shit too for a while, and as a matter of fact, while you know, in the week between our episodes, one of the thing that uh, um, the articles that I found was that they had started repositioning their their um, ballistic missiles, so they were planning this. Right? That's how I like immediately when I heard there was a strike. I'm like, yep, ballistic missiles, definitely ballistic missiles, because they were moving them around. That makes sense to me. But it, what it does is it shows politically that. First of all, they took responsibility for it. They did it. It wasn't proxies or something like that inside of Iraq, which you know would be the normal way where how they would do things. And it also shows that they have the capability to strike with a 
with precision hundreds of miles away, right? It's not just a message to the United States. It's a message to everybody. They're, they're trying to show people like, hey, we put a bomb in your backyard and we didn't kill anyone on purpose. And for those people out there, they're like, oh, their technology sucks. That's why they didn't kill anybody. You're a fucking idiot. You don't launch 10 ballistic missiles with the payloads that they have and miss every single one. No, that was a precision. That was a surgical strike. Okay. That was the example of a surgical strike. Now the weapons that was like a guy, a gunslinger, <laughs> like taking out his, uh, taking out his gun, like shooting out the 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 background behind you, mm-hmm. so like it falls, or like you know, in front shooting of your face. At the the flame off of a candle, or like some shit like that. Yeah, it was very just, just war- warning shots yeah. everywhere. It was just very very fucking specific. So the the missiles that they used was the uh, Fateh one ten. Uh, the it's called the Conqueror missile. It's a ballistic missile. Um, thing is incredible it goes about 300 um 300 meters uh into the sky uh excuse me kilometers uh into the sky that's space basically right and then it falls back down uh to uh the earth the payload is pretty incredible the the speed on it is mach 3.5 so it's supersonic it's very very fast it uses uh gps so global uh, uh positioning systems to guide it um, and it also has uh, electronic and optical uh, um, guidance systems on board, so it can be you know maneuvered on its way. Additionally, it's a solid fuel um, uh, 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 rocket. And that's important because solid fuel is much easier to spring up like quickly. With liquid fuel, you have to like pump liquid fuel into these tanks, and it's actually very dangerous because that shit could explode while you're doing it. Um, and it takes a much longer time to use. So solid fuel ballistic missiles are like tactical, meaning you can spring them up and just fire them off real, real fast. So it's it's pretty important that they use these things because it shows that like they're not they're not like a little bitch ass country, you know? Like they have they have some shit. Now to be clear, our shit is better, a lot better. But these are the types of weapons that they would use <clears throat> against targets in this region up to and including our uh, uh carrier forces now we we did a lengthy episode about the millennium challenge where we did this like mock battle against like a quasi iranian state where basically what what the um what the exercise was you know one of the generals on our side that played the role of the you know uh the arab commander uh they basically swarmed the shit out of all of the the carrier groups with you know suicide bomb little boats and hundreds and hundreds of cruise missiles and 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 medium range ballistic missiles like like the Fateh 110 um and it's effective and they have hundreds of them the thing is that you know we used uh I saw a video um from the airbase that showed that we use these auto cannons, right? These these things that are intended to shoot things out of the sky, and we definitely did uh, stop many of those things from from uh, uh, hitting the ground, like they blew up in midair. Um, but there is no way to stop that many of them. Like it's just too hard. It's too hard to stop that many of them, and they have lots and lots and lots of them. So that message that they sent, I think, was pretty fucking effective. It says, we're not a bitch, you can't fuck with us, and we can reach out and touch you from inside our own borders. And we'll we'll drop it, we'll drop that bomb on a dime, we'll place that shit wherever we need to place it, 
And yeah, I mean, that's 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 what they were saying with this strike. I thought it was a very effective strike. Now, I don't think they should have did it because Trump is fucking unstable. Uh, it was the best possible. It was they had to they had to respond. They had to do something politically for themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, they realistically were going to do something. Um, I think you, you ought to be happy that they didn't start killing Americans. Well, I'm very happy that they had the foresight to think like we probably shouldn't kill anyone. And I'm glad that they used an advanced weapon instead of a crude weapon that could have killed uh, U.S. soldiers, but also Iraqi soldiers that were there or even that it fucks up and just kills random Iraqis that just had nothing to do with it. You know, like that would have been absolutely fucking terrible, you know? So good for you, Iran. I don't know, dude. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, they're, they're using these ballistic missiles. What's what's fucking ironic is another event that happened a few hours later, uh, and it's that an airliner, uh, a Boeing, uh, that, that took off from the Tehran airport um, was evidently shot out the sky. Uh, and I'm going to make the case that it was, in fact, shot out of the sky, and it crash-landed near Tehran. <clears throat> a couple things about that. Um, 60% of the people that were on board, uh, all 176 of them, by the way, died. It was a very tra- tragic, tragic um, uh, plane crash. 60% of them were uh, Canadians, uh, Iranian Canadians, um, which I didn't know was a thing. Evidently, there's a bunch of uh, Iranians uh, in Canada, um, and they normally fly over uh, you know, from the Ukraine because uh, they're not allowed to, because of sanctions, go directly to uh, Iran. And um, yeah, so what, what ended up happening was that the uh, Iranian officials said that there was technical uh, issues. Uh, with the, you know, with the plane, right? And this is a Boeing craft. It is a a, um, a very similar model uh, to the um, to the uh, uh, the Boeing seven thirty seven Max eight, but it's not the Max eight. It's the predecessor uh, to it. So they were trying to like play it off on Boeing. Poor Boeing. They're having like a really rough patch here. You know, they had all poor that, Boeing. Poor fucking Boeing. Poor, you know, poor Boeing. They were like, they, they Fuck Boeing. kicked out their CEO and they were like, we got to get a new one. And then, and then now another Boeing goes down and they're like, Hey, that wasn't us. I promise this time it wasn't us. Um, but Iran says that they had mechanical failure. Um, they said that one of the engines caught fire. As a matter of fact, Qasem bin Naiz, uh, it's a spokesperson for Iran's road and transportation ministry said that, uh, the pilot lost control the plane after a fire broke out uh, in one of its engines. Um, and I read this article by um, The Independent, which I thought was fucking trash, um, but it was a good starting point and it got me thinking. I mean, they said in the headline, oh, it was shot down. Um, and then they quoted some guy in saying, we recommend that the starting assumption be that the shootdown event, uh, similar to the MH17, um, was a shootdown event until there is clear evidence to the contrary. It's like, dude, you're saying guilty until proven innocent. Don't fuck around. But um, but it was a good article in the respect that uh, it did bring up a lot of points and it got me uh, researching a lot of different things. And I'm going to make the case that it actually was a shootdown event. And here's why. Um, so the first part is that the aircraft itself was the predecessor to the Boeing 737 MAX 8. It wasn't the Max 8, so stop trying to play around like it was Boeing's fault. Um, it was checked two days before 
uh, it went through a routine uh, check that they have to go through to make sure that all systems are go, and it came out with no issues. So there's nothing really wrong with the plane. Furthermore, uh, the idea that one of the engines, um, you know, set on fire and you know that's how they lost control—that's that's bullshit. Um, for for you guys to know, all airliners uh, have to have the ability to fly with one engine, um, so that if one of the engines malfunction, it could still it could still be operated and it could be safely landed or even safely crash landed, um, especially if there was a fire, you know. Um, so the idea that a oh, one engine sets on fire and then the, suddenly the whole thing bursts into flames and then falls to the, the ground, that's stupid. Um, another uh, thing that's floating around is that there was like some, some low pressure event, meaning like uh, the cabin depressurized and, you know, that could cause people to get knocked out, which could potentially make the, uh, the pilot uh, lose consciousness, which could be a result of the crash. Um, but they were only 8,000 feet in the sky. Uh, and that's too low for a low pressure event like that to to really make any impact on on the people on board. Furthermore, what I found out through my research was that the plane was delayed uh, by an hour from takeoff. I don't know if that had anything to do with the events that took place, uh, you know, with the ballistic missiles, uh, you know, hitting um, in the air bases in Iraq, uh, but it was delayed, and it's possible that 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 this delay wasn't no, like whatever the Iranian uh, equivalent of the FAA uh, they they weren't notified they didn't notify the um, Iranian air defenses of this delay and it's possible that somebody on the ground saw a plane in the sky where it wasn't supposed to be because it wasn't they weren't notified and made a bad decision right and the thing about this is that when you when you can visibly see a plane in the sky and you're on the ground and you're operating an anti-air you know uh, defense system, you don't have time to stop and say, "Hey, what's that plane up there? Let me call it in and make sure it's okay." Because by the time that you can see the airplane, it's already too late. Because if it's a bad airplane and it's coming to drop bombs on you, it's going to drop bombs on you. If you can, if you can see it with your eyes, that's it's it's over. So. The likelihood, and this is my this is my theory here, is that, okay, Iran just makes a big move to strike against the United States in Iraq using ballistic missiles. They are 100% code red, you know, like DEFCON 5 red alert shit in their country, especially with their air defenses, because they're expecting the U.S. to respond. They're expecting to see planes over their overhead or cru other cruise missiles or something in retaliation. And I think that the combination of the plane being delayed and it being kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time and the heightened tension and the small response time that you have to have in order to make the decision to shoot or not to shoot caused someone on the ground to make a bad choice. And it resulted in the death of 176 people. Um, and the, the icing on the cake for this, that I believe that Iran shot it down is that Iran said it's not handing over the plane's black box recorder to the, uh, manufacturer Boeing. Um, if there's nothing to hide, they would have easily given this, this up. I think, I think they actually did shoot it down. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Like it makes perfect sense that you have a Boeing, you have a, 
you are launching a retaliation attack and you're definitely expecting an attack back at you. Like, why wouldn't they expect a a Boeing plane to be like a B-52 bomber by accident? You know, it's not it's not crazy to think that. And um, it's 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 oddly it's. You know, sometimes, of course, there's crazy coincidences that do happen. You know, there's improbable coincidences that happen all the time. But, like, most of the time, there's, there, these coincidences are, are not. Are, are not. Yeah. Um, in that case, it seems it seems very fishy. Yeah. And I, it, it, but it, it was kind of funny how the news, you know, the first thing they would say was that, it wasn't connected. Like these aren't connected events. Right. Like the, freak know, accident plane. or some shit. Freak, yeah. freak accident. But I mean, I would not be surprised at all that this thing was shot down yeah. by accident. Here's the, here's the that's thing. interesting. Here's the thing that I find really ironic about this situation. So we talked about the number fifty-two, right? You know, uh, that's the fifty-two um, American hostages held in nineteen seventy-nine. That's also correlated to the fifty-two cultural sites that you know Trump wanted to bomb in Iran. Um, and we also talked about IR-655. That was the the, um, the airliner that we shot down that killed 290 people. So why this is uh, uh, related, uh, Hassan Rouhani, just a couple days ago, this like literally did not age well. Um, Hassan Rouhani wrote in response to Trump saying that we were going to bomb 52 cultural sites. He said, those who refer to the number 52 should also remember the number 290. Never threaten the Iranian nation. Now, this is important because... The downing of IR-655, that flight, is like the, it's like the, the, the propaganda that Iran uses against the United States. The line goes like this. United States is the great Satan. Who else would intentionally kill 290 civilians by bombing a plane? Who would do that? Only a, only a, 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 you know, a terrorist would do that. So they're bad people. And literally days later, in my analysis, I believe that they shot down um, uh, a, a plane. Now, I don't think they did so intentionally, but it's ironic, certainly ironic, because that's the reason that's the thing that they say, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, the Americans did um, now. Again, I want to underscore that I don't think that they did it intentionally. I think it was like just fucking tensions were high and they pulled the trigger well why the would they target. do it intentionally you know there's no there's no yeah, motive right, because there are iranian, there's iranian citizens on that plane and yeah. to my knowledge there were no like american diplomats or even other foreign dignitaries i mean it, there, there's a line going around outside that says that maybe there was like some spies or some shit like that on that plane but there are much easier ways to kill spies not like blowing up a fucking plane yeah, you know up like an airline come on no so you know, I, I just found it ironic uh, and and terrible, um, but just some context because it literally happened hours after the strike. So, well, it's it's super sad, and uh, you know, you hate to see that. Like, I'm honestly really happy that no there that no American soldier. I was really really st- stoked that no Americans died from Iran's retali- retaliation. So I'm hanging that on. I'm hanging on that as a victory right now. That this this all happened and there was still we didn't th- th- i feel like we've just played another game of chicken and 
we we just missed. But this was this was the most intense game of chicken we've played yeah. by far so far over yeah. the since since we left left the, the Iran deal. You know, there's been a series. The big the big game of chicken obviously was prior to this was when Trump last minute calls off the strike that would kill 150 Iranians. It wasn't proportional, um, but this. Um, I'm I'm just uh, I'm I'm just kind of like happy that this didn't get too out of control. I always try to look at the good side, right. but I see this as being kind of the future for the next year until uh, at, you know, as long as Trump is president, this is going to probably well, be the status quo. You know, dom- domestically, we've been seeing some responses. So obviously, Congress is is I and rightfully so, you know, demanding that uh, you know Trump brief them on like what's been going on with the salami thing. Um, but also now what's what the fuck just happened with, uh, you know, that that attack. Um, a lot of people uh, there's been um, I think there's 180 protests that are starting to uh, uh, that have been planned uh, against going to war with Iran. Um, so that's kind of some interesting context. I know that we had uh, um, a critique on not too long ago, Pratik Jogli, uh, you know, in the episode Pieces Passe. And he was saying that, like, the culture of anti-war is just kind of like meh now. Uh, so I wonder what he'd have to say about, um, you know, a lot of these protests that are springing up against war in Iran now, um, you know, because this this is pretty interesting. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have more again. Most of the response were like World War Three memes. Like, yeah, you talking <laughs> so to the World War Three recruiter. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I'm getting uh, I think it's time to wrap this baby up. Yeah. We're pushing a half hour right now or an hour and a half yeah. um thank you guys for listening again it's always it's always uh it means a lot that you guys continue to tune in and, and listen if you're new to the show if you enjoyed the show um if you're listening on apple rate review the podcast it's a great way to support the show um helps us grow helps us reach more people um so rate review um follow us on our social media handles the links are in the in the uh show notes and, tell a friend. Um, and, and and yeah, tell your friends that you would like this podcast that you you heard from these guys on the internet. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, peace, guys. feels really good to be productive, but a lot of the time it's easier said than done, especially when you need to make time to learn about productivity so you can actually, you know, be productive. But you can start your morning off right and be ready to get stuff done in just a few minutes with the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day podcast. New episodes drop every weekday, so listen and subscribe to Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day wherever you get your podcasts. That's Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day wherever you get your podcasts.